Welcome to Household 6. We are two seasoned Army spouses and virtual BFFs who want to encourage and empower you to leave your duty station better than you found it. We're your hosts, Margot and Kathleen, and we're so happy you're here. Welcome back, you guys. Last week, you heard the first half of Kathleen and I's conversation about TDY, deployment, how you're separated from your spouse. We talked so long about it that I decided to put it into two different podcast episodes. So without further ado, here's the second half of our conversation. So Brian's first deployment, we'd just gotten married. He was stationed at Fort Drum, New York. I have never been a fan of winters and I didn't have any friends there. I hadn't made an effort. So my plan from the beginning was I'll go live with him for eight weeks. When he deploys, I'm going back to North Carolina. And my, my thought process was I'm going home where I have support and what I realized is the value of the support I can get from my fellow army spouses who get it and who understand and who are going through it. And it's because of exactly what you said, where, you know, my family, as much as they love me and want to support me, their lives are the same. And I found myself (laughs) dealing with just, oh man, a lot of ignorant comments that made it really hard. My because I guess I my I would have thought that people outside of army world would be more like, oh my gosh, a deployment, that's terrible, because mm-hmm. they don't have to do them all the time. But what I found was people not understanding that there was like still a war going on. And, you know, this was 2011. So a time where there was just this really big big variety of what a deployment could look like Mm because there were guys in Iraq who were playing Xbox and eating at TGI Fridays every (laughs) night. And then there was my husband living in a tent surrounded by barbed wire next to a burn pit, receiving fire every day, like in a really dangerous situation where they, they lost soldiers. It was very, very stressful, dangerous, scary. And people would say things to me like this. I, I may have mentioned this on the podcast before because I, I still think about it all the time. And this has been like 12 years. This man came up to me at church and was like, I hear your husband's coming home. And I was like, what? No. And he was like, yeah, I saw it on the news. And I was like, no, <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't even speak. And he goes, yeah, I saw Obama's bringing the soldiers home. And I I just stared at him for a second and then realized like he was really serious. He thought that the the drawback meant that just everybody was going to come home. And he he kept arguing with me. I said, no, he's got six more months left. And it, we had to go back and forth. And finally, I said, my husband is getting shot at every day and he will for six more months. And I like turned on my heel. I walked away. And that's so I, frustrating. I, and at the time, I was so lonely and stressed and worried that it wasn't just frustrating or annoying. It was like painful to be like, I'm going through this really big, hard thing. My husband is, is really in a scary situation. And these idiots, (laughs) don't they think I'm making it up. They think that I'm lying. They think that he's coming home any day. And there is, I, I never moved home during a deployment again. I have, that that experience probably in retrospect now I'm thinking about how much that probably moved me towards connecting with my community and making army spouse friends more than anything mm-hmm. because going through a deployment 
with a bunch of women who are right there with you is Mm -hmm. so different. Yeah. Yeah. Like I obviously love my family. And when Alex was gone before my parents came down a few times and I loved when they would come here for the weekends, it was so nice, but it was a different experience when my girlfriends whose spouses were also rapidly deployed would come over and we would have pizza night on Wednesdays Mm -hmm. and we would talk about everything going on in SFRG and what was the latest news and have you talked to your spouse and all this stuff. But like having someone sharing your lived experience is in to me invaluable in those times because I I need to know that I'm not alone, mm-hmm. <laughs> that life is different and people other than me experience this difference. Yeah. And yeah. in Savannah, I got a really intense version of that village situation because we were at Hunter Army Airfield, which only has two battalions really. And so literally half the soldiers on our street were deployed. And it was, it was just so cool because we would have like weekly dinner night and the kids are running in and out of all the houses. Just, you could ask anybody for anything. And it just, it was the best feeling to be like, mm-hmm. I, I could just walk outside and scream and someone would come help me. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be anything important. Okay. And we would like, after we'd put the kids to bed and take our baby monitors and gather at somebody's house and hang out. And we just had all these kind of family traditions we built on our street. And there was one night, it was, it was probably 11 p.m. midnight. And somebody group texted the whole street and said, I've got to take one kid to the ER. Can somebody watch my other kid? And instantly five people are like, yeah, I'm home. And it like made me want to sob. I think what other circumstance can bring you Mm -hmm. that close to a bunch of random people who just happen to live on your street? Yeah, I know. It's, It's definitely one of those like sad but beautiful kind of things about army mm-hmm. life. For my experience, I, I found that I I need my military community when I'm dealing with mm-hmm. a military absence. I also, my parents and my in-laws come to visit a lot. Daughter and I go visit them. And, you know, there's no substitute for family. But at the same time, I've, I've found it really important to maintain my home wherever we are, wherever mm-hmm. the army has taken us. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the experience I share with people when they're trying to decide whether to move back home or not. Like, you know, you got to decide what kind of support you want. It's Mm -hmm. awesome to be with your family and it's awesome to be with your army people and Mm -hmm. different strokes. What you have going on in your life. Maybe you need more, more adult help. Like you have Mm -hmm. a lot of kids or a special needs kid or you're in school. And so you need other adults in your life who are going to have more availability than your, you know, your neighbors and your army friends who are also dealing with the same things. So like maybe you have a mom or dad who's retired and that what works for you. And like, absolutely go home and make whatever work, like whatever works for your family works for your family. And Mm -hmm. so make that be okay and be okay with that mentally. But I think one thing that I always struggled with was being scared and not wanting to be alone. So I've come up with some things that I do that have really helped me with this. Oh, I'm excited to hear. Yeah. So the first one is that I have a burner phone, which makes me sound insane. (laughs) (laughs) But when we moved here, 
we knew he was probably going to deploy at some point. So we got a landline okay. because my daughter has my phone a lot playing on it. I'm really rough on things. This is a weird thing to say, but like I literally break things all the time. <laughs> and so it wouldn't be unheard of if my phone just wasn't working. But I want to have something else that I can get a hold of someone in an emergency or something like that. So we had a landline, but the landline never worked. And it was like $60 a month. And so it was like $60 a month for a phone that never works. We're canceling this. Yeah. And so I saw a TikTok where some Gen Z person was like, you should buy a flip phone. It's so cool to take pictures at the club, at the bar. And I was like, (laughs) I should buy a flip phone for emergencies because I'm 95. Like literally it's like life alert while I have this. And so I was like, I'm doing it. So I ordered a track phone, flip phone, and it's like $8.99 a month for so many texts and whatever. And it's like, I'm not going to use this thing unless for emergencies, but I just feel so much safer having it. Yeah. Because what if you drop your phone in a bowl of water? What Mm -hmm. if you drop it and it breaks? What if your kid has it? Like, I don't know, just having this backup communication line just for whatever reason, like really makes me feel better. Yeah. That's awesome. I now have a cool flip phone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But also having my dog, my dog is such a good guard dog, which that's just like an obvious tip if you're by yourself. But literally if there's anything outside, my dog will bark at it. And Mm -hmm. I like having that fair warning, you know? Mm-hmm. Then I also sleep with my keys beside my bed. And if I heard an alarm, I could press the car or the truck alarm. And that mm-hmm. would obviously alert my neighbors because like, why is the car alarm going off at like 2, 3 a.m.? And they would yeah. obviously come out and whatever. So it's like having a home alarm if you don't have a home alarm. It just makes me feel better. Panic button. I like it. And then the last thing I do, which I do this about everything, not just the doors, But every night before I go to sleep, I have a routine that I take a picture of every external door in my house being locked. So I'll lock the doors and I have a safety latch for my kid and I'll lock all of that and then take a picture because I have such bad ADHD and used to anxiety, which is why I started that I take a picture because I would lay in bed and be like, did I actually lock the door or was that yesterday? Mm-hmm. did I do that and then you just lay there and you're like okay I have to get out of bed and go check but it's like this spiral that you put your mind into that is like you can't trust yourself mm-hmm. and that just makes you feel even more at least in my case that I didn't want to be alone or whatever so now every night I just go make sure the door is locked take a picture and I go to bed and I don't have to think about it because I know the picture's there I like it good system I found insane <laughs> no but this like is, it works this is the whole reason we're recording this episode though is because the the reason we've been able to successfully adjust to mm-hmm. a crazy life where our partners are gone so often is because we have plans and systems. Yeah. And yeah. my thing to avoid being scared is I just like to live on post. <laughs> yeah, that's true too. And I feel I, better now we live off post, but I know almost every single person in our subdivision and my sister lives 10 minutes down the road. So like everywhere we've ever lived, like I'm glad that we're here when he's going to be gone and stuff. And my next door neighbor is like a legit Boy Scout, Eagle Scout. I don't even know what they're called, but he's like a grown man leader person and can Mm -hmm. do anything. And I'm like, dude, he would have my back. He's like always there for me. That's perfect. Yeah. When we, when we did live off post, I did, I made a point to all my next door neighbors when Brian was going to be gone for a long time. Just mm-hmm. so, like, they knew to watch out for me. Watch out, yeah. You know? Like, hey, 
if if you see any men around my house, they're not supposed to be right. here. I'm in danger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll send you that life hack. Like, so this is a life hack. If you can never remember, if you close your garage door, if you unplug your curling iron or straightener, like all take these things, picture. take a picture. Mm-hmm. I literally have thousands and thousands of pictures on my phone of just my straightener being unplugged or my garage door <laughs> being closed because I'm so absent-minded. I'm never really thinking about what I'm doing. I'm thinking about something else. And so I'll leave my subdivision and I'm like, did I close the garage door? I have no mm-hmm. idea. I have to go back and check. And so now I'm like, it makes you be present. So not only do you have proof, but it also kind of trains your brain that it's like, okay, I have to look right now. To think about it. Yeah, it is off. Yeah, I like that. Mm -hmm. I also have a doorbell camera. I just got one Yeah, same. I didn't know you could have them on post. I didn't ask for permission. Okay, good for you. <laughs> I know a lot I'd of people have them I'd rather be safe here. than sorry. <laughs> yeah. But it does, when I'm alone, it makes me feel a lot better just to be able yeah. to see who's out there. Or when I'm gone, to yeah. to know that, you know, if somebody had come in my house, I would, I would see. I also, when my spouse is gone, a lot of times I'll have a friend who I'll text and say like, hey, I'm going to this place I've never been to before. Like, I'm going to check in with you when I get back just because... Mm-hmm. I want somebody to be tracking where I am. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's good too. Or to have, if someone, like if you have a friend whose spouse is also gone, to be just like check-in buddies, like once a day, like, hey, we're alive, we're doing good. Talk to you tomorrow. Because God forbid you have a medical emergency or something like that, then Mm -hmm. your child's just home alone. Like those are things that you don't really want to think about, but having a buddy is good. Or maybe it's your parents or a friend from home. Just like literally Mm -hmm. someone that knows you're alive and well and like taking care of yourself and your kids. (laughs) And and who will come check on you if they don't hear back from you. Because I, during Brian's first deployment, I was up on a chair changing the light bulb and I was like, oh my gosh, if I fell right now, like... How long would it be before somebody found me? Yeah. So. Yeah. It's like if I was going to do a project when Alex was gone, I would do it during school hours because if I didn't pick my kid up from school on time, people would be like, what? What? Oh, no. Like, Mm -hmm. let's go figure it out. But I don't want to do it when she's home because then that means what if I'm incapacitated and then she's just here by herself. At least if she, while she's at school, if I'm incapacitated, someone else is caring for her. Yeah, so I hope everybody listening who feels like a baby because of all your big scary thoughts. You're, yeah, you're not you're not alone. Or I'm a big fat baby too. And solidarity. Uh, Either way no. you want to listen to it. Yeah, I think we're just <laughs> practical. Yeah. So so we had started this episode intending to just talk specifically about TDYs and the short absences, but then quickly it's become clear that it's hard to talk about one kind of absence without the other. Yeah. Um so Margot, at the beginning, you were talking about how during a deployment or a longer absence, you really settle into a different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. What is your like long-term different lifestyle? So look like? I'm so responsible when I know he's going to be gone for a long time. I'm on a routine and that is not who I am. Like I'm not a routine person. <laughs> I very much go with the flow. Let's see where life takes us. Who knows what we'll end up doing. But no, like I... We have a very strict bedtime routine when I know he's going to be gone for a long period of time. I do groceries and meals like I normally would if he was home. I'm just a lot more 
responsible of an adult and parent because there's no one else there and there's not a short ending in sight that I know okay well we're gonna have a fun two weeks and then he's gonna be back and we're gonna be back on schedule because like you can't be a free-for-all lifestyle for nine months you're gonna break your life (laughs) but a couple of weeks it's like okay if we don't get to bed on time it's not really that big a deal we're we're gonna get back on schedule week after next But it's not like that when it's a deployment. And I also have a lot more, well, I don't want to say a lot more. I also make goals for myself. So I've already done this for the deployment coming up. Every single month, I have things that I want to do or try. So places that I haven't eaten before that I want to try, like different experiences. Like I want to get Botox this year. I'm going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Like they're kind of like some of them are silly and some of them are not. I'll have like professional goals. And then I I don't know if I told you this actually, Kathleen, but I think I'm going to be the second VP on the spouses club board next year. That's exciting. And so I'll be planning the socials and I'm like, what a fun way to count down the months because yeah, each month I'll get to plan this cool party I don't know so I'm just making myself a goal list and what this is going to make me sound like like superficial or crazy or something but I don't mean it to be I just I've been joking on my Instagram that I'm on a wellness journey this year but during Mm -hmm. deployment I'm going to be on a snatch journey like I'm about to get snatched like (laughs) and lip fillers and I'm trying to lose this 50 pounds that I've gained during COVID like I'm literally about to get my life right and when Alex comes home, he's going to be like, wow, you're so hot. And be like, I know. I've been working nine months on it. Love it. <laughs> so that brings me to one of the big things about choices that I make while Brian is deployed is, and and unfortunately, like since people are doing deployments, quote unquote, to like Poland and stuff now, you don't get, you know, the combat pay and all that yeah. so much now. But where the smarter choice would be to save all that money, I spend it. Like, my husband is gone, and I am sad, and I want to do fun things. And um, dopamine, the little serotonin that comes when you buy things. Yeah, so I spend, you know, and even when we're not getting extra pay, when he's gone and doesn't have time to spend money, we're we're spending a lot less. When I'm Mm -hmm. not buying groceries for him, we're spending a lot less. And so... I'll splurge on more convenient, healthy food. Like I'll Mm -hmm. get sushi more often. I'll have things Mm -hmm. delivered more often. I, during one of the deployments after we had our daughter, I'm really glad that he said this right at the beginning because my mental health would have struggled a lot more than I already did if he hadn't. But he was, he was like, you, you should be hiring a babysitter for, Oh, because there was some event that I wanted to go to, but I was like, but I don't want to spend money on a babysitter again. I just did. And he was like, you should, you should get a babysitter whenever it's something that like you would have been able to do because I would have been there. Yeah. And, and, you know, again, that's, that's really privileged that we were in a situation where we were getting that extra pay and I could afford to do that. But so I would pay the teenager down the street to watch my daughter for an hour while I'd go to Target sometimes. And so I, I spend money to fill in the gaps, some of the gaps that my partner usually fills. Like Mm -hmm. I would hire someone to help clean my house or mow my grass or, and I spend more money on traveling because to connect with my friends, I I do want to encourage people to, I don't know, take a look at your budget and like, think Mm -hmm. about, think about 
money you can spend to get back time and peace for yourself in a mm -hmm. difficult time. And even things that, like she's saying, don't have to cost money, maybe, or very little, like maybe you have a potluck. And so, yes, you're hosting, but you're not, all the cost is on you. Or mm -hmm. like on Thursdays at 10, we're all going to meet at the park on post. And yes, it doesn't have to cost anything. Or, or if you can't afford a babysitter, this is again, make that friend whose spouse is also deployed and say mm -hmm. like, okay, Tuesday afternoons, I take your kids. Thursday afternoons, you take mine. Yeah. And mm -hmm. just make sure you get some, some time. You can't, you mm -hmm. can't live a two person life by yourself without mm -hmm. making adjustments. Yeah, for sure. I also mm -hmm. always buy myself a deployment present. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't know those were a thing. <laughs> yeah. I, like instead of, I don't know, people get like push presents yeah, or I never whatever. Push presents, so now yeah. I'm going to get a deployment present. Ooh, yeah. Let's think about what I should get. <laughs> yeah. No. So like my favorite purses, I can tell you what deployment those are from. <laughs> I really just try to, to enjoy. I really try to find like little things to enjoy, even if it's mm -hmm. silly, like I'm sleeping in the middle of the bed instead of on one side yeah. or, you know, I'm eating in bed which my husband hates. Yeah. He's not there to look for cracker crumbs. I know. I thought I'm going to have to make it and post it. I thought of this really funny where it would be like that Mariah Carey song. It's like, when you've left, I lost a part of me. <laughs> and it would be like early military spouse. And I'd be like sobbing and like, oh my God, I can't believe you're gone. And then change it to like some like funny rap hip hop song. And, and like, then I'm just like eating cereal for dinner and like watching the bad In your pants. Yeah. I was like, I need to make this. That's, that's really how I feel because you have yeah. to find the joy in it. Oh, you know what else we could talk about? Maybe this, maybe this is our next episode, but like, what do you do to support your spouse when they're gone? Like, how do you, yeah. like, what does your marriage look like? So like care packages, what do you talk about mm -hmm. on the phone? What do you, oh, what yeah, are your that's a good idea. boundaries around communication, stuff like that. So until next time, you can find us at household6podcast.com on Instagram at household6podcast and on Facebook, you can join our group, Small Army, the Household 6 Podcast Community. Like we always say, leave your duty station better than you found it. Household 6 is signing off. Bye.